Okay, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, Post-traumatic stress disorder is a... Sorry, my dog is barking. It's a mental health condition that's usually triggered by an event. And this can create symptoms of nightmares or severe anxiety or flashbacks or even like um, body heat like when your body just becomes very hot if you remember um, and if you remember the event or even if you don't remember it you're if your mind goes near that memory you can start sweating and so it can be a terrifying event or what I found with post-traumatic stress disorder is people experience what's called um, malevolent behavior. And this is really key. Malevolent behavior is when someone does something deliberately evil to cause harm to another person. That's what malevolent is. And trying to think of an example of that. Um, They're showing like ill will or spite or hatred or just causing harm to another person. Um, And, you know, when you think of the military, you know, when I think of post-traumatic stress disorder, I always think of military veterans many of them come back to the united states with post-traumatic stress disorder and i i always wondered why is that is it because they've seen people you know killed in combat is it because they've lost their friends you know is it is it all of the above because they're trained to kill other people that's they're they're trained to do that you know, they, they signed up for the job, but they come back, many of them come back with post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is just my personal opinion. Um, I think it has to do with our own government and that what they signed up for is not what actually takes place. So they're betrayed or harmed or they experience evil by our own government. That's my personal opinion. I don't have facts to back this up. Another example would be, you know, a child who just wants to experience love from their parents you know, children are so young and so vulnerable, especially in from the age of, even in the womb up until the age of three. Those are the, in the womb, and then ages one, two, and three are the most vulnerable ages for children. So when a child experiences anything traumatic during those years, they'll typically experience mental health issues later in life. Usually it pops up when they're in their 20s, sometimes when they're a little bit younger, sometimes when they're a little bit older. But it can be something like 
you know, children just want love. Yes, toddlers are naughty. We all know that. But through patterns, children learn how to behave. They learn that. So when you're a child and you're small, you know, you're a small little person, you're a child, you're only like, I don't know, two feet tall, maybe not even that. Adults look huge to a child, you know, the vantage point when you look up. If you think of looking up at an adult when you're the height of a child, we look like giants. If you look at the perspective from a child, we look very, we probably look 10 feet tall from the the eyes or the vantage point of a little child. And so when you think of some of the things that a, you know parents do to discipline their child, spanking is one. You know, spanking is physically hitting your child. And some people may, may think, oh, that's, that's, that's harmless. You may think that's harmless as an adult. But when you have a vulnerable young child, that may traumatize them. And oftentimes it does. There's a paper that Freud, Sigmund Freud wrote called A Child is Beaten, Being Beaten. And something like a simple spanking, depending on how hard, depending on how, what the child did, that act of showing evil to a child, because it is evil, hitting a child is evil. And I know that this might piss some people off, but hitting a child or hitting a puppy is, you know, evil. I'm, you know, I'm trained in psychoanalysis and I had patients for a few years and I've seen what I had to do as a therapist to try to help people how people that went through and experienced traumatic things when they were a child. And, you know, what you have to kind of undo what happened to them when they're a child and the things that their parents did to them, basically. You're kind of unwinding what the trauma that happened to them and then rework rework through that. But you know, even like a spanking, it's this harmful behavior from a parent to the child that can break the child. You know, why are you hitting me? I was never hit by my parents, but I think I was in first grade and I had a nun. I went to a Catholic school, very strict Catholic school. And I remember I was talking in class and the nun pulled out a ruler and spanked me in class in front of everyone. And I just remember feeling just rage, rage towards this nun because I had never been hit before. So I'd never experienced being hit by any human being before. And I didn't really know how to process that. I was too little, I was six years old. And, you know, children shouldn't be physically harmed. 
because we're too little to understand what's really happening to us. Young children should be experiencing love and there should be trained to not do things. You know, children cry because they're not getting their needs met. That's why they cry. That's how they communicate. There's something called attunement. Attunement is very, very important for the development, the proper development of the child. If you have the correct attunement between the parent and the child, the child will grow up to be normal and to have a healthy adulthood. If you have what's called lack of attunement, meaning the parent just either wasn't there, the parent either neglected the child, the parent didn't attune to the child. So if the child is crying, you need to meet the needs of the child. A child can't feed himself. The child can't change his wet diaper. You know, the child, if it's cold or if it's hot, the parent needs to attune to the needs of the child. And when that doesn't happen, the child grows up with pathology. This is a fact. I'm not, this isn't my material. This is what happens in child development. And the lack of attunement, whether it's neglect, the child just wasn't fed or the child was overfed, the, the mother did not meet the needs of the child, you know, or maybe the mother wasn't even present. Maybe the mother had to work. So the caretaker, you know, I see this all the time in New York City. I see this all the time. The nanny is on her phone pushing the stroller or, you know, the, the child's just sitting there like a lump. That's the worst thing you can do to your child, by the way. The absolute worst. And then several years later, you know, the mother will be like, gosh, I don't know why my child is autistic. I don't know what happened. You can't just leave a child sitting there. The child needs a face. The child needs to be communicated to. It's called attunement. If you don't believe me, you can look it up. There's a lot of research on attunement. Lack of attunement causes psychological trauma and psychological just damage. You can't leave a child just sitting there. The child needs to see the face of the mother. The child needs to be held. The child needs to be, you know, cuddled. The child needs to be touched. The child is not a doll. If you can't meet the need, those needs of the child, you should have never had a baby. Children require work. Psychological work. But I see this a lot in New York where you have the nanny pushing the stroller and she's on her phone or she's just bored as hell walking down the street and the baby is just is just tuned out. 
You know, there's no interaction. And it's really sad because you see it. And you can, you know, if you give me children at age one, two, or three years old, (coughs) excuse me, you give me just a glimpse of what's happening to them now at one, two, or three, you, you can predict what's, what they're going to be like when they're 20, 21, 22, 25 years old. You can't ignore the baby. Babies need interaction. They need communication. They need positive communication. They need to be told that they're loved. They need to be held. They need to be coddled. You know, when they don't get that, it's it's a form of post-traumatic stress. Like when you hit a baby, who hits babies? But people do. So going back to what I was saying about post-traumatic stress disorder, one major cause of post-traumatic stress disorder is malevolent malevolent behavior. And when it's a person that is deliberately doing evil or causing deliberate evil towards another person because that will break you. An example would be if you have a loved one, it can be a spouse or a close friend, and you find out that they're doing real harm to you to deliberately hurt you, that can break you. Because in your mind, you were feeling nothing but love and kindness for this person. But this person may have been stabbing you in the back or sabotaging you or spreading lies about you. That's what breaks people. That's malevolent behavior that can break you. And then the the antidote to that, the antidote to post-traumatic stress disorder is to learn how evil people think. That's the antidote. I'm not saying you become evil. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying you become evil. Because I've been, you know, this happened. I I don't have post-traumatic stress disorder, but I was treated evil by a couple friends. And I had to detach because they were just doing damage to me. And and I was like beside myself, like, how could you treat me like this? How could you say or do these things? But when I started researching and taking classes on pathology and, and just evil, malevolent behavior and sociopathic behavior and narcissism then I started healing it's like oh I didn't do anything wrong they have pathology they have pathology and they're not getting help so they're like an emotional terrorist it goes back to my my earlier podcast about boundaries that you should listen to. If you don't have boundaries, and I did not have good boundaries at that point in time, you know, these people were wreaking havoc in my life with their pathology. 
I, you know, they, when I first met them, I thought they were wonderful and I thought they were amazing and they were, you know, attractive and smart. And, but the thing that stood out for me is they loved Bombi. They told me how wonderful I was. And that's what really sucked me into it. You know, they were like telling me how lovely I was and, you know, who doesn't like that? But then over time, once you get into ensnared in their trap, and it is a trap, it's a psychological trap that's like a cage. Once you get ensnared in their cage and they start devaluing you and pulling these stunts on you, that's the evil part. That's the evil part, and that's the confusing part. That's where the cognitive dissonance creeps in and you're like wait a minute what's happening am I imagining this is this really happening because the person that I I met and I've known for you know years was such a lovely person and who the hell is this well that's who they've always been all along they've just been wearing a mask they're a fraud They've been wearing a narcissistic mask and pretending to be nice and kind and and lovely and a good person. They may be smart, but they're not a good person. They're a horrible fucking monster. There's a saying in the Bible, lie, steal, destroy. Those are three words that And I don't know what the actual verse is, but those are three words that the Bible talks about in terms of narcissists and evil people. And that's what they do. They destroy. And that's where the malevolent comes in. And that's where if you continue to allow these people to be in your life, these malevolent motherfuckers, they will cause post-traumatic stress disorder in your life, in your mind, in your body. And it takes a really long time to recover. Trust me. You know, when I was in high school, they always talked about why are we, you know, why are they teaching us algebra? We're never going to use algebra later in life. And that's pretty much the case. Like, you don't really use much algebra in life. It's fine to learn it. Like, I still remember the Pythagorean theorem. I remember some of the stuff. But I I highly recommend instead of teaching algebra or some of this crazy math stuff that they taught us, which you know, I'm in, I'm not a young adult any, any longer. I'm in, I'm older now. And I was really good at math growing up. I was really good at math. And I remember all the formulas and geometry and all of that. But now that I'm an adult and I've experienced many decades in my life, I really wish in high school that they would have taught us a class on pathology. And I'm serious. I really wish they would have taught us a class on pathology and this is what a bully looks like. 
and if you act like a bully this is why you're acting like a bully you're actually very insecure and you're a narcissist and you seek to destroy that 